Is this a metal thing? Yes. Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk Plus. That's right, folks. We've now transcended genre boundaries and sometimes cover their, cover other horror movies. Nope, just other movies. That's right. We're genre fluid. If you don't know what that means, you're part of the problem. So make sure you rate and subscribe on iTunes. Full video available on YouTube. Don't be a square. Make sure to share. Also check out our Patreon um, at patreon.com slash horror movie talk, the equivalent of the adult section at your video rental store. If you want to leave your pee in the community pool, go to horrormovietalk.com or call 682-253-4468 and leave us a voicemail. As always, we have Fart Simpson crammed into the production booth. I'm Bryce. Across from me sits two stunning little boys. We got Island Boy, David Day, and I don't know what the equivalent of Ohio Boy would be. Dustin Creek, Creek Boy. Uh, well, I guess you're technically a fuck boy because you fuck hard, right? Some somebody. <laughs> I don't know how to take he's, that. He's trying to Is equate it to some some body your, of water. Your brand on horror movie talk has been um, pretty consistently that you fuck hard. So. Um, yeah, you are Very true. the horror movie talk plus fuckboy. My chair's broken. I, I'm going to try to fix it one more time. One more. <laughs> uh, we got a great show today. While David tries to fix his chair, we we just covered The Hobbit, and which was notable because David's chair kept going down, you know, over the course of the the episode. But uh, today we're going to be reviewing Shudder uh, from 2004. The Thai movie. This was voted on by our patrons at patreon.com slash horror movie talk. Um, we'll start out by giving a brief review and our score for the movie. Uh, we score on, a, score on a scale of 1 to 10. After we give our score, we'll go into spoilers and take a deeper dive into what we liked and hated about the film. And then later on, I've got a game uh, where I'll show you a bunch of ghost photography and we figure out whether it's real or fake ghosts. Okay. That sounds okay. fun. Yeah. Um All right. So Shutter to from 2004 um can be found for free with ads on Vudu. Um you can also buy it or rent it on Vudu. I don't know if I I couldn't see anywhere else but it's on Vudu. Um so after a night out with friends, a photographer named Tun and his girlfriend Jane are driving home when they accidentally hit a woman in the street. Instead of helping her, Tun convinces Jane to run to avoid responsibility. A hit and run, as it were. Uh, in the days after Tun starts to notice strange artifacts in his photos, they soon realize that this isn't regular photography. It's g-g-g-g-g-g-g-ghost photography. Um, so as soon as the photo ghost continues to haunt them, they try to unravel the mystery behind why she is haunting them. 
you might be asking yourself. Probably because they ran her over. <laughs> Stupid. No, it's not. That has nothing to do with it. <laughs> Stupid. No, it's not. Uh, uh, or maybe it does. Who knows? I mean, we'll talk about it in the spoiler section. I don't want to spoil it. It's it's okay. Um, this is a pretty okay movie. Um, in terms of horror movies, it's a pretty run-of-the-mill formula of here's a paranormal phenomena that's talked about on Discovery Channel. Let's wrap a movie around it uh, type of movie. Um, it loses points for relying way too much on ghost peekaboo and disorienting fake outs. Um, it's kind of in the genre of conjuring movies where it's all about setting up jump scares or setting up creepy appearances of ghost people. Um, I think it would have done better uh, uh, trying less to scare the audience with jump scares and focus more on the drama and the mystery uh, behind the plot, which in the end makes it pretty interesting. Um, the repetition of jump scares and creepy photos throughout the second act are only interrupted by confusing non sequitur appearances of one of Toon's friends, Ton. Um, Ton and Toon. Toon and Ton. Um, asking desperately for photographs uh, before his untimely death. Photographs that we don't even understand are exist or are of anything. Um, and so there's a lot of like weird moments where you're like, wait, what? Did I miss something in the second act? And the answer is no, you didn't miss anything. They just didn't tell you uh, what the movie's about until the third act. Um, and then it all makes sense in the end. Uh, but the pacing, the editing were off. And it feels like the first half of the movie crashed into a second movie halfway through. Like they decided to be like, um, maybe we need more than just ghost photography and having a ghost haunt them, maybe we should like have a backstory. And they're like, okay, we can do that. And then they shot the rest of the movie. Um, the story behind the ghost is the most compelling part of the movie. And unfortunately they leave most of that until the third act. Um, and really the last like 15 minutes of the movie, really. Um, overall, it was an interesting story with pacing issues, uh, but it's a, still a pretty short movie at an hour and a half, um, so it never really outstated to welcome. Um, it was worth the wait for the end, but it's overall kind of an average horror movie for me, so I give it a score of 5 out of 10. What Ooh. say you, Dustin? Um, yeah, I mean, this is, this is a pretty average film, like you said, I think. Um, and you... Like when I'm seeing this film, you have to compare it to Ring and The Grudge and anything with scary Asians with long hair that come after you. And um, I think as far as the scares go, um, this kind of lacked uh, in comparison to those films. I mean, mm -hmm. there, it was just kind of this blanked, blank stare ghost lady who's kind of, you know, just kind of creepily looking at you. And there was didn't seem like there was a whole lot of, I don't know, dread when it came to like what they can do to you other than just like people offing themselves because they're scared or whatever. I don't want to. Yeah. And even that comes much. really late. Like yeah, there's no, yeah. there's no real menace other than like, I'm scared. I'm yeah. spooked. Yeah. 
so so with that being said like i feel like it was just lacking in the scare department wasn't yeah it just it just wasn't hitting all the marks there uh, as far as the story goes i think the story was a little bit better than say the ring or the grudge because it gave a little information into the the haunt the haunter um there was some entanglement in there and it wasn't just like a uh you know a curse or something like that so um as far as a score uh also like the camera work was i don't know if it was voodoo or what but it just it, everything seemed like it wasn't color corrected yet it was <laughs> very it seemed more low budget than than before uh with the ring and like grudge and all those um so final score i'd probably give it a six yeah that's that's fair yeah i mean it's definitely i don't know what the whole context of it is but probably the only real reason we know about this movie is it probably was riding the wave of the ring and the grudge because there's definitely another you know soggy haired asian ghost creeping after him and putting her fingers over the edge of something and peeking over um yeah but this, uh this also got a uh, american remake that yeah uh i did watch that prior to this one and i think that was uh way worse <laughs> really yeah i think so yeah it's interesting because i i didn't i haven't seen it but i watched some clips on imdb of the remake and it fixed a couple of the i mean just from the two clips that i saw it fixed one of the glaring issues with the plot for me which is um uh hitting the girl in the beginning of the movie and then like kind of leaving that as an unanswered question yeah i think it's a little more obvious in the remake that something else is going on with the girl that they hit with the car um but that's interesting that it's worse <laughs> in my opinion i don't know you know to something that dustin said it's just lacking in the scares department it kind of occurs to me that if you're going to have a movie like this where it's like a haunting sort of situation it needs to do one of two things it either needs to build an incredibly tense kind of quiet spooky atmosphere like just very very well or or it needs to go absolutely balls to the wall like it needs to go bonkers 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 like dash cam uh mm -hmm. where it's just yep. it just doesn't let you rest at all it's just like oh, oh. does it mm -hmm. does it kind of, it just kind of does the does it just kind of sag instead of doing one of those things yeah it gets really repetitive like it's it's literally like you know you pick up the stock set up an execution of a you know someone's not there are they there though yes they're there like <laughs> and it has the it has the mechanism in this movie of taking photos to reveal ghosts are there because they got some polaroid cameras and um like that's used a lot you know <laughs> That's or kind of that's kind of the worst offense that a, a movie can do is just the same trick over and over again until it ends. Right. And it, it gets like 
when it changes up, it's like it doesn't really have much of a reason other than like, well, we got to do something else at least. <laughs> you know, that's the the sense that you get. Um, but anyways, um, let's get into the spoilers. But first, if you're listening to commercials or if you heard any commercials, did you hear commercials? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Loser. Got you're not one of our patrons. If you were one of our patrons at a certain level, you'd be able to skip all these commercials and me demeaning you. Uh, so go to patreon.com slash horror movie talk and sign up to get early access to episodes without commercials. And less demeaning. Uh, and less um, less spite from from Bryce, apparently. Um, also check out our shop at horrormovietalk.com slash shop. You can get our logo tees, some stickers, and whatever else we got left there. Uh, and all of that artwork is drawn by our very own Dustin Gobel. Oh, Dustin, do oh, you have shit. anything to say for yourself? Uh, yeah, you can catch me at dgobel 0 on Instagram. Uh, I'm super busy all the time doing stuff, so uh, be patient, please. Um, yeah, until I run out of money, and then I'll come crawling back to you. <laughs> <laughs> do you still get commissions from, from HMT uh, fans? It's, it's been a while. It's been probably three or four months because I've been working on a lot of different side projects. Um, I kind of got involved with a children's book, uh, with kind of a well-known IP in UK. And so, um, I'm on like the fourth book there for illustration. And then, um, I'm also doing like beer labels and stuff like that right now. So Hmm. I'm keeping busy. What's the, the UK IP? So it's, the Wombles. Oh. It's kind of like Fraggle. It's like Fraggle Rock, but it's all these little like rat people that are running around trying to save the world by recycling. <laughs> so it's like Did Captain it... Planet, but Fraggle okay. Rock. Yeah, right. exactly. All right. Perfect. All right. All right. Nice. Can we? Can we? We're we're fucking we're we're fucking done. Everybody knows you recycle. Also, everybody knows. Most things that they tell you to recycle are just thrown away in a fucking garbage dump anyway. Can we fucking not? Like, you cannot recycle petroleum products. Fuck off. You can't. It can't be done. Why are we still pushing it? Do you Is want to tell, tell David about recycling and express yeah, I'll, your I'll give you a. I'll send you a few of these books here, David. <laughs> Is it... The, yeah. Is it big oil that's... that's uh, <laughs> Is it oil that's, uh, that's, uh, that's employing you? Is it BP or... Yeah, like, did big oil get to you? Big yeah. oil. I, I will not say that. Is it Pemex? It's big you, wombles got you to You can them. say it. The big wombles. Mm. The queen. Uh, call 682-253-4468 to express your opinion on recycling. And uh, thank you again for listening. Let's get into spoilers. Spoilers, you cannot recycle petroleum byproducts. You can't do it. It's not possible. It was it was invented by an oil corporation to make you feel good about buying tons and tons of plastic. That doesn't break down. So stop it. Like your glass, no that's not that's not polluting the earth. You know, aluminum, great. That's the one 
that's pretty good. But you can't recycle plastic. <laughs> Trees you can regrow. repurpose it. You, you can, can repurpose it. You can melt it some stuff down. Reuse yeah, it. Yeah, repurpose it. You could probably turn it into napalm if you wanted to, but <laughs> bad news. It was a bad idea, and it's being covered up by big oil and probably Dustin. Our patrons that don't have ads are very confused right now. That's <laughs> a sudden shift. The like, sudden whoa, shift in, David in had, came out of fucking nowhere with these <laughs> recycling bullshit. No, it's it's uh, no, it's true. You can take that to the bank. No, that's like one of the uh, you know late stage capitalism realizations of like, oh, everything's horrible and we're nothing. There's no hope for over turning global warming is like oh yeah the thing that you did have control over which was like put your cans and and your plastic bottles in a box like <laughs> that did nothing that's in a landfill in china somewhere <laughs> idiot well, I, I, I got more i got i got you know on top of that bad news i got good news ask me about global warming you know <laughs> <laughs> okay so shutter 2004 it's about spooky spooks yep spook Spooky stuff, cameras. Spooky spooks. So, yeah, it starts out with a party with friends, with Tun, with, like, a bunch of bros taking his girlfriend. So and this Tun fella, is he a big guy? No. No. He's a normal-sized guy. Weird name. Um, And he drives off with his girlfriend and run over a pedestrian and <laughs> oh, shit. That move on completely. <laughs> The entire like first couple scenes of this movie really don't matter at all. It's surprising that how little they matter. That the hit and run isn't actually a hit and run. Like by the end of the movie, you're like, oh, they didn't actually hit a girl. They hit a ghost. She was a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> so it, ghost. it served no purpose other than to intrigue you? Yeah, pretty much. Okay, well, that's a good purpose. It was a red herring hit and run. It's a red herring hit and, and run. Ton. Hit and ton. Yeah. <laughs> it was a hit and ton. A hit and ton. Um, a ton and run. But after, for some reason, this was the impetus for all these ghosts to show up in photos. Like, the uh, movie tells you it's attached to this hit and run because obviously there's some dead girl somewhere and now they're haunting his photos but so this, it's just a quinky dink so this ghost plays a trick on somebody and then gets mad at them for taking it seriously <laughs> that's like pretty a much that's what it that's what you assume for most of the movie um and I, that was the one thing in in the clip that i saw of the remake was that they don't like a girl appears in the middle of the street but then it like cuts back and forth and the girl is on the hood looking at him this like, ghost is menacingly all about and it looks much more like a ghost, so it's like, oh, it's clear that that's not just someone you murdered. That's, you know, uh, something's happening here. And when the girl disappears, they don't see her in the background lying dead on the ground. Which was an interesting take for the ghost in this movie, is that the ghost played possum. Played yeah. yeah. So You don't see a lot of ghosts play dead. I think their whole thing is that they're showing you that they're not dead but this one lied in the street and made him feel real guilty about hitting them well also it calls into question 
the motivations for the ghost, which is strange. Like you never see a ghost whose whole motivation is literally just emotional entrapment. <laughs> it's <Right>. just, <laughs> it's just like, it's just like, yeah, but you thought I was dead and you left. <laughs> it's like, you thought you were dead. <laughs> yeah, but you did the wrong thing, according to me. You know, Your having ghost. not having not seen it, David, you're you're right on track. This yeah. ghost is about emotional entrapment. <laughs> the emotional not, entrapment you're, you're, ghost. <laughs> you're not even far off. So, um, so yeah, these these like weird white streaks start showing up in Tun's photography. Photography, and it's like every other ghost photography that you've seen. It's like, is that something or like an after yeah. effect of the photograph or like? And then if it's a a face, it's like a really blurry face behind someone's head, and it's only like half a nose. Um, and it really reminded me of of sightings, the old show. Like, did you guys have a phase where you watched paranormal shows? And and what what shows were those for you? Hmm. I think I watched Ghost Hunters a couple of times, but I never really got into. To the whole thing. I mean, there's only so many times you can watch them go into a room with like some meters and shit and be like, are you there? And they hear like some rustling. They're like, oh shit, for sure. There's yeah. a ghost in yeah. here. Yeah. In, you know, in the mid aughts, you know, like between 2003 and 2007, eight, nine, when these things were like, when these shows were really first starting and then like becoming mainstream when when discovery when the discovery channel and tlc were making their transition into just just garbage <laughs> media you know these were like these were like front runners this format of shows were like the front runner of transforming the discovery channel from something that would teach you how fast cheetahs can run and uh, and you know the lifespan of a of an orca to Literally just like watching three guys alone in a dark house with a fourth guy that's never been shown on camera throwing things at them. Uh Like, here, let me reenact a a scene from Ghost Hunters. Like, this this house, this studio was reportedly haunted by uh, a Union general from the Civil War era. Um. He made his escape to Vancouver, Washington, for some reason, but he's his spirit is here today. So I'm gonna t- spirit of Union Ghost. You're a piece of shit. Listen, listen close. <gasps> Whoa, something's here. Oh, yeah, it's like another guy in the other room throwing cans at him, and right? They, and they'd be like, <gasps> yeah, and now. I mean, dude, my I just my, got Diet Coke on my screen. <laughs> well, that's that's terrifying. My mother-in-law would have this shit on in the background nonstop. <laughs> it was it was just required. Yeah, all, I think it, so. I mean, it's it's an age thing. Like, if you get into it when you're twelve to fourteen, I believe is like the is like the the golden age. If there is a some kind of paranormal show. I, I think I I was just the right age when Sightings came out and mm. Unsolved Mysteries. And I think after that it moved from, like, 
uh, documentary or kind of news magazine type shows to uh, fictional shows like X Files and you know what what's the other one that came on later with uh, Joshua Jackson in it who was in the remake of Shudder. Um, what's that? What's that show I'm thinking of? You're, you're talking uh, here, but um, I have a I have a, uh, a consideration, which is, you know, Bryce and I grew up on the West Fringe Coast. Is the is the show I was thinking? That of. was a, that was a good show. That was a good show. Um, Bryce and I grew up on the West Coast. It's the new coast, you know. It's the cool coast, the hip coast. We don't have a lot of uh, a lot of history here compared mm-hmm. to you know Midwest and East Coast. I don't feel like we have a lot of haunted bullshit out here. You know, well, whatever we do have is somewhat manufactured or at least kind of uh, novel. Um, so is there is there like a, just a plethora of haunted bullshit out where in Columbus or in Ohio, generally um, speaking? I don't think in Columbus, uh, really, off the top of my head. I, I know there's some like scary stories. Uh, in Mansfield, there's the, the prison that was in Shawshank. Um, that supposedly was haunted, I think. Um, my hometown, we had this cemetery called Buck Cemetery, and I remember when I grew up, everyone told me it was haunted. Um, and so we would take, like, hay rides and stuff and go out there on Halloween and scare the shit out of everybody. So, um, yeah. But I think that's more of a South thing, you know, like Mm. Louisiana and stuff like that. There's a lot of, like, shit and... Yeah, it's curious that all of the hauntings are from the oldest area of the oldest white people that live right. there, you know? Yeah. It's like, yeah, and, you know, in the East Coast, it's like Confederate soldiers, you know, Revolutionary War ghosts. Uh, in the West, it's like, uh, we got some Shanghai tunnels. Uh, there's some prospector ghosts somewhere. Someone's in a hotel. Or, and in England, it's like, oh, yeah, this is Henry VIII's wife's ghost it's like oh shit they got they got us on that one it's never like in the west coast like oh yeah there's a you know there's a uh old indian ghost that's all over here you know it's like maybe maybe it's just white people have the ghost problem you know why well, yeah, i guess that's not true i guess i guess the the thai people have it too so who knows yeah Asian, a lot of Asian horror is, a lot of it is focused around hauntings and and that kind of bullshit. Um, But, you know, where's the Native American ghost? Where's the First Nations ghost? Right. Yeah. Hmm. Anyways, getting getting back to it, like I used to watch sightings and it it was a show that would just show paranormal stuff. And so it cycles through, it would cycle through all of the like topics so there'd be like aliens and there'd be like yeah poltergeists and ghosts and everything having to do with ghosts you always had the standard things of like okay can put a microphone in a room and overanalyze a knocking or some like low sound that sounds sounds kind of like a voice if you reverse it and slow it down and amplify a certain frequencies and then you got the good old ghost photography which is a photograph with something weird in it. Like right behind. Can you see behind? Oh, oh. oh. I didn't notice that. <laughs> there was a door um, back there. 
And um, so, I mean, this is just basically taking that phenomenon and building a movie off of it. Um, a lot of the stuff, like, once you get to the end, like, the beginning and throughout the movie, it makes a lot more sense. But they don't make a lot of – they don't make a big enough deal about some of this stuff that they should by the end of the movie. Like, the kind of the funny thing to me is they make a thing about his neck in at the end of the movie – um, as like that's a definitely a thing related to the haunting to where it's just kind of like he gets his neck checked. Yeah. And he goes to the doctor and there's nothing abnormal about that, you know? <laughs> yeah. Other than yeah. his neck is fine. It's like, he assumes okay. it's the accident, I think. He's like, oh, my neck. It hurts so bad after this accident. And yeah, then... you don't have to be a Sherlock. It's called whiplash. <laughs> Like, do they not have whiplash in in Thailand? I don't. I don't know. Um. So, <laughs> and then a lot of the stuff is like kind of obvious. Like, <laughs> they they see this woman's face in the photographs, and they're like, "Hmm, who is that woman? Do you think she's dead? The woman that we ran over in the car? Do you think that's possible that she could be dead and is haunting our photos?" Mm, so he sure sure big head scratcher um <laughs> and eventually they they take it to the oh yeah this is the the interesting part was where they have like the actual ex, exposition about this stuff is um june finds a kind of a tabloid magazine with ghost photography in it and then yeah. kind of hunts down the the editor of it so one of these kind of weekly world news or you know, National Enquirer where they're showing ghost photos. And there's this great moment where they're just like shown someone photoshopping one of these ghost photos. Yeah. And they talk to a guy who's like, so are any of them real? And he's like, mm, sure, maybe. I don't know. Like this, <laughs> like this is, and then he like does the expedition dump of like, here are the circumstances in which a ghost might come back. Why would the dead return to the living without a message to, to, oh, Jesus, I didn't, my autocorrect fucked this up. Oh, yeah. So he, he asked, he posed the question, why would the dead return to the living without a message to convey? Um, and then usually people that are found in the picture are someone related to him or someone maligned or, or something like that. And so they make it a point of like, this person is appearing in the photo because they're related to you or you maligned them. Which is like, yeah, he fucking ran over. That's why. <laughs> like, it's not a, it's not much of a mystery. But then they like try to construct this mystery in like the latter act, the latter second act, and into the third act. Um, so it's it's just a weird, a bunch of weird choices to set it up in a certain way, and not sow the seeds of what they actually deliver on in the end. Were there any? Any scenes or any of the scares that were effective to you, Dustin? So my favorite scene in this entire movie is the bathroom scene. It is fantastic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and super scary. It's like the scariest thing. So so the main character, Ton, he's he's taking a dump, right? Probably like it a ton. It shows this? Ton of what? It shows this? It shows well, his no, asshole. I mean, he's, you know, he's you in know, a public bathroom. Release... So he, you gotta. You're taking a massive shit if you're in a public bathroom. Okay. It's an emergency, take, obviously. You know why don't they throw some fart sounds in there? <laughs> right. 
That would have made it better. They do, actually, in this one. Do Probably would have gave it a seven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you hear him shit. You definitely you do? do hear him oh. shit. Yeah. Damn. Okay. So, anyways, he's he's got the, the toilet paper, right? He's looking at it. He starts rolling it. Uh-oh. He doesn't have enough toilet paper. He sees this dark little shadow, right? Like, looks like someone's kind of creeping in on his door, and he's like, whoa, <laughs> whoa wait. But she goes. They go into the next uh, the next stall, right? So he he knocks on the stall. And he's like, "Excuse me, sir. Excuse me. Do you have any toilet paper?" And the hand comes down with the toilet paper, and it's got fingernail polish. <laughs> oh shit! Right? Mm-hmm. It's scary. Creepy ghost fingernail polish, supposedly. Maybe. Wait. Yeah. Is that the woman's hand? <laughs> That's it. No, he uh, then he like you know he gets really scared, frustrated, mad. So he comes out and he kicks the door down, and there's a trans person there, and says, "Hey, you want to wait until I get done pooping?" <laughs> and then he runs. Then he runs out of the bathroom. That's the end. Mm-hmm. It's great. I are you are you gaslighting me right now? <laughs> no, I it's... have no I have no way to know if this is real. No, that's yeah, that's in the movie. It's great. It's <laughs> laughs really hard. Well, oh, uh, how do you know well, it's, it's a trans funny. person? How do you know it's a trans person? I mean, well, in Thailand, I could be they, wrong. they prefer to be called lady boys, I believe. How do you know it's a lady boy? I would say the the voice octave was a little lower when she talked. And, right. Um, and I, she was in the men's bathroom. And was, was this hilarious? Bathroom. Or I mean, I thought it was truly funny. scary. It was. It was funny. Okay. I mean, it was. It's played for laughs. Definitely, but like, it's a uh, wow. It, it it is the goofiest moment in the movie as well. There's not a lot of levity throughout the movie, but that's one of them. Yeah, yeah so know. that was that was my favorite scare. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a lot of these these um, <clears throat> a, a lot of these Asian horror m- movies just do not have any levity at all and i think that makes them a lot more oppressive and i frankly scarier because they just keep that super serious tone throughout um i know dustin you've watched a lot of uh well compared to us like we just you know we we just do not have not covered that much asian horror um and i think you have uh what are some of the scarier install installments of, uh, of, uh, Asian horror that you've seen, or at least your favorites? Um, I remember, see, it's been a while since I've kind of stepped back into that, but, um, the tale of two sisters is really good. Um, things like audition, uh, is pretty, pretty good. Um, I, I am very afraid of like, the grudge for some reason like uh juan for i, I have no idea why i it i had works. um i had a asian roommate in college and i think that has something to do with it like i, I watched those movies and then i kept thinking that she was sneaking into my room <laughs> late at night <laughs> so i think <laughs> that might have something to do with it uh <laughs> So like like the ring. Uh, 
Was your roommate up. always perpetually soggy? Uh, no, she was she was dry okay. a lot of the times. Right. I think that would have been terrifying. Like if she was up. like her hair was soggy and she left wet footprints wherever she went. You like wake up in the middle of the night and you just see her and you're like, just shit. You're like, exactly. <laughs> oh man. Oh, that's yeah. Funny. She didn't. You know, when she comes out of the bathroom, you know, after a shower, she doesn't just come out in a bathrobe. She's on all fours crawling with her wet hair hanging down. <laughs> yeah, what is it about there's well, look, I mean, at first glance, the thing that people are going to want to do is be like, that's racist. But um there's something going on in even the American remakes of uh of Asian horror movies. Uh, which is it uses specific archetype of ghost, which is black hair, typically Asian, like in The Grudge, not Juan, in the American remake, uh, it uses, you know, an Asian female. Um, and in The Ring, um, it's hard to tell, but it's, you know, uh, it could be argued that it's a Caucasian person. Um, but it's almost impossible to tell because she has, she has, you know, wet black hair over her face all the time, a la the grudge or, um, you know, uh, otherwise. So it, there's some sort of trope going on there, which is Asian women are scary or something like that. I'm not sure, but if you watch any of the grudge movies, it's, it's definitely a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a trope. Um, so moving on through the, through the movie, like they decide that these ghost photos must contain some kind of message and June, uh, decides to decipher that. And I think in a bunch of photos that, uh, ton took of this graduation, it like, it wasn't very clear from the editing and I, I, I could only assume that, you know, what what she was seeing from the effect of the next scene was her in the science building. But I guess the the white little wavy lines were pointing to a certain floor in this building. Uh, if I was the ghost, I would, you know, do a much more traditional arrow, you know, pointing. But, you know, to each their own. Um, I almost wonder if, actually, I wonder if, like, as I was watching that, because it was zooming in on all these photos and she was like aligning the photos to like show some kind of trail of this white flash. And I'm like, does that say anything in, in Thai writing or, or what? Because it just looks like wavy lines. Mm -hmm. And then she just goes like, Oh, that means that it's pointing to this floor. And then she goes up and, discovers like these pictures of this honor student that she recognizes as the girl that they ran over um which is weird because they never really get a clear shot of her but I, I guess the flashback shows that she sees her face which makes sense that you might not forget someone's face that you run over um <laughs> but then she like sees that she was uh, in classes with Tun and his friends, I think, in, in these photos. And so she goes back to Tun and, like, asks him, like, who this girl was. 
and Tun knew about her but was being a little evasive about going into details. Um, and then this is when Tan shows up. Not to be confused with Tan. This is Tan now. Yeah, Tan. And that's one of his friends. And he's frantic and panicked for some reason and is asking Tan for photos. And then pretty much immediately commits suicide the next scene. And you're like, okay, what? Did I did I miss something? The answer is no. They don't mention any of his friends between the beginning, the opening scene and this guy showing up. Yeah. No mention, no appearance by any of his friends other than this guy that shows up and then promptly commits suicide. And And then it's just revealed through dialogue that also, oh, by the way, uh Tan's uh fiance or or wife uh tells Tan Oh by the way all your other friends committed suicide too so um yeah what's going on with you why are all your friends committing suicide <laughs> She just blames it on him and like uh okay this is an interesting bit of new information that we get like 50 minutes into this film yeah, not and to so mention, it like like that yeah, that ahead. opening scene was like very small. I mean, maybe right. like five lines. They take a few shots and then that's it. So I kind of forgot that he had friends outside of his <laughs> girlfriend. <laughs> right. Yeah, it was very much like ha ha ha. Isn't drinking fun? We are friends. Okay, moving on with the movie now. It's literally what that scene was. And so there's the all this intrigue and it's suggested it's told not shown <laughs> that they are committing suicide something to do with ton and you're like okay i guess i'm on board with this and then the third act is the big reveal that this girl that um is haunting them ton knew and used to have a, a relationship with her. And probably the most interesting stuff starts around here, where they go and track down this girl. I can't remember what her what her name is. It's like Nadja or Nate something. Tune. It? Tun. It's Tan. Tan. No. <laughs> it's uh, Tune. Oh, what's her name? Fuck. Jane. Natter. Natter? Natre? It's spelled N A T R E. I'll go with Nad Nader. N Natter? Natter. I don't know. Uh oh. David, you're muted. I said, ooh, we're getting close. You better stop that. <laughs> <laughs> so Nader is this girl that he dated, but on the DL. Like he didn't want anyone to know that um he was dating her because he felt sorry for her, I guess, and probably because he got fucked. Um, if we're if we're being honest, and and there's so so there's something there, and they go visit her mom, and her mom's like, "Oh, Nader, oh yeah, she's upstairs napping," <laughs> and you're like, "What the fuck?" So Nader could be alive, and then they go upstairs and check, and it's like a a psycho kind of scene where nader is like this desiccated body in a in a bed and you're like oh shit 
This is all your fault, Mom. You didn't have a funeral for Nader, and she's haunting us, you stupid bitch. (laughs) (laughs) And so they have a funeral for her and, and like, cremate her, and you're like, oh, well, that's all good. Um, Okay. I'm sorry to interrupt. I just have a quick question. If you're cremated, are you more or less likely to haunt someone? Um, you know what I mean? There's a feeling, right? Yeah, I'm going to say less. Less I'm likely. Gonna be on, yeah. What do you think, yeah. Dustin? Yeah, let's go with less. <laughs> if there's a body hanging out underground somewhere, yeah, it just feels like there's probably a spirit hanging out, too. You get rid of that body... You turn it into some other stuff, right? You know, smoke and ash and shit. You're kind of letting it go, letting whatever's in there out. Well, there's one ghost rule: is that a ghost is always trying to lead you to their body, too. You know, like that's a that's a trope where like there's got to be the reveal of like, oh, this is where the body was the whole time. It's the ghost body. He just wanted me to show. It was show and tell for for his body. So if you get rid of the body. There's no opportunity for show and tell, and then the ghosts just go home. It's like going on a date with a guy. It's all <laughs> leading somewhere. We all know where. You know, he's all right. He's just trying to get you to look at his wiener. That's it. Right. Just, hey, right. take a look at this. I've um, been on a lot of dates <laughs> with guys. So that happens, and you think like, okay, well that's done with. But no, David, they're not. The ghost is not done with them. The ghost haunts them more. Ah! And it and it gets even a little more confusing. It starts entering into um, like it it really uses confusing editing techniques and like a lot of like fake outs and stuff in this in this third act. But probably one of the, the most interesting scenes is Tun is being basically chased after by this ghost and he's trying to escape um his apartment which is on the fourth floor and it shows him like running down the stairs but he always lands on the fourth floor like so it's this this liminal space horror which is ahead of its time i, don't, I can't think of anything what's a liminal space liminal space is like the transitionary spaces so like, it's like an hallways entryway. say again like a entryway yeah like an entryway or like when you're moving from one space to another um and so there's a lot like right now and i guess in the early 2000s i just finished a book that was all about this um but it's like um you know that um that youtube kind of meme the the hallways is that what what it's called or it's a lot in a lot of games now where you like you go through a door but the door behind you disappears kind of thing or like it's an endless series of hallways that go to nothing kind of thing yeah yeah, yeah there's one game to, out. yeah i forced you to play that game remember on switch david um it was like yeah PT, well, yeah and you, yeah, you yeah. had a heart attack <sighs> right horrible. that was the scariest fucking shit like, in terms of scary games, that was fucking terrifying, right? 
That was pretty scary. So. It was scary as fuck. Ugh. So, so it goes from that to him trying to climb out the side of the building on a ladder on the side of the building. And it kind of plays that game a little more where it's like he's trapped on this ladder and he can't – He it shows that he's on the ground, but he's not actually on the ground. He's still on the ladder. Um, and all this is done with the knowledge that his friends all committed suicide. So you're like, okay, well, he's going to be shoved off and, and killed by this scary ghost. Uh, and you'll never guess what happens. No. He's shoved off by the scary ghost. Uh, but he's not killed. He survives just long enough for his uh, wife or his girlfriend to find the photos that explain everything about the movie, which is um, he had these photos of his friend's uh, nader, the girl, the ghost. And so that explains like, oh, Ton was looking for those photos and the ghost is haunting them because she was by his friends and you're given this like flashback of it happening and it's kind of weird that they like make ton still a little sympathetic in the retelling of this because it's like oh his friends were his girlfriend but he didn't want them to know that she was his girlfriend and they basically shamed him into taking photos of her but he didn't like it he didn't like taking the photos so poor him i guess i it's like that's probably one of the most unbelievable things is like you're trying to say like in the moment he was like submitting to peer pressure of like i i I don't want to i don't want to you know rock the boat I better just take these photos of this papping in in front of me. Well, he's complicit. So that it's not awkward. <laughs> so that it's not awkward. And it's like, no, you say, you tell, if you see your friend, girlfriend, you should stop it. I think that's kind of what most guys would do, whether they're trying to keep them secret or not. Because um, you can also just say, hey, guys, bad, just in general, so let's stop this girl that I don't really know. Wink, wink. Sorry, I'll do a David wink. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's it's weird that they try to maintain Tun's kind of like sympathetic nature. Um, but I'm glad that his girlfriend leaves him the end because of it. Because it's like, yeah, you're yeah. you're a you're a bad person. Uh, yeah, I think you were kind of like you're kind of like rooting for Tan. For the first half of the film, so I think they're just trying to let everybody down easy. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, he's kind of a dick. <laughs> so, throughout the movie, does it earn this at all? It, 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 does it? Does it? Does it show Tun as as having ambiguous morals? Not, um, you know, not really. Uh, well, not really. Yeah, I mean, I guess they're they're following are some... through on doing the right thing throughout. I mean, here's the thing, like, it doesn't go very hard into it, but if you look at it, it's like, yeah, he did tell his girlfriend to keep driving after they yeah. hit someone with their yeah. car, which mm-hmm. is not the most morally ambiguous thing that you could probably just say, like, hey, that's a bad thing to do. Yeah. Um, 
So there, there are that's like the main instance. But then throughout the rest of the movie, it's not like it's portrayed as like, oh, that was just a bad decision in the moment, mm-hmm. and now they're suffering the consequences of it. Um, but no, there's not really much where it's like something's going on here with Tun, um, other than he's not being very forthcoming about this stuff that's revealed in the end. So I, I, it's not that they don't do it at all. It's just for me, they don't set it up enough. It's not like a perfect, like setting up the T and, and whacking it at the end. Um, but yeah, I think that's one of my, my issues. I think they could have done better with it. Same thing with his friends. They should have utilized the friend group more because that would have highlighted like sure <clears throat> this dynamic of like he's a real bro around his friends, but when he's with me, he's such a nice guy, you know. And that would have like emphasized that he's used to leading two separate lives and has two kind of moral compasses. Um, a movie that this reminds me of a lot is um, It Lies Beneath. Uh, which is a great movie. I don't think we ever actually reviewed that one. I, I watched it recently, though. But that's got Harrison Ford as one of the leads um, in this movie, uh, this uh, this Michelle haunting Pfeiffer. movie. <clears throat> yeah. You don't see And then in the much. end, you, you find out that, spoilers, uh, Harrison Ford actually murdered this girl, and the girl is haunting them their house. Whoa. And throughout the whole thing, you're like, Harrison Ford's character is kind of shady or dismissive of his wife and like her worrying about these hauntings and you it sets it up much more that like no he's he's hiding this and trying to keep people from finding out what went on Mm. Um, and it doesn't do that in this movie as well maybe do you suppose it just got lost in translation you know sometimes sometimes a little translation thing though maybe <laughs> I mean it's hard to it's hard to tell from their <clears throat> facial expressions I'm not used to it it's true uh, I mean that is a thing right like that's why it's a phenomenon that's why people say like oh the, all these people of this race look alike it's because you're not used to seeing the differences in, in certain kinds of faces or certain kinds of expressions so there might be something lost in translation but it's <laughs> not someone like. as woke as me <laughs> I just don't see color, so I can't relate to what you're talking about. I didn't even realize they were Taiwanese. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then the the other the last like cherry on top of it was, and the the last thing that they just don't really even try to set up is he discovers that his neck hurts because his dead girlfriend is sitting on his neck the whole time. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, no. Which would have been so much more effective if they had used that more throughout of just like having him weighed down in the neck and just be like, Mm -hmm. oh, fucking whiplash. Oh, my neck. Being oppressed by it, you know, but it's like, anyways, it was okay. Any, anything else we should cover, Dustin? Um... No, not really. Like I said, the scares were kind of tame. I, they should have leaned more into the supernatural and kind of went bonkers with it, like how you were saying, David, I think. Um, like, they, they did a few things. Uh, the ghost was standing on the ceiling, walking towards them, 
at one point that was kind of all right um yeah the rest of it oh there was like a car scene that was kind of cool where she was hanging on the hood and he was going like 120 miles an hour and she's just kind of like chilling outside can't get away from her um but yeah it's it, it was pretty outside of like the little story twists and turns there it was kind of it's kind of lame Hmm. Well, hmm. Well, let's play this game. What's this game? I about? just realized. Hold on. I need to. Okay, good. I found it. All right. So for this game, it's going to be. Real or fake ghosts photos? Okay. Okay, I'm going to maximize your screen. <laughs> okay, so here is our first entry. This photo is supposedly of uh, a family that was haunted in a new development, a new housing development. Real or fake? I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb for reasons that I will describe after uh, the uh, you know the uh, w- once you reveal I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say this is real. Mm. Dustin, boy, let me look at this. So I do I do a lot of Photoshop. At, <laughs> let me see here. <laughs> boy, that poltergeist is pretty scary. Um, I'm gonna say fake. It's fake. Dustin wins. Yeah, but I, I'm i going to say it's real, and I'll describe why. Because this had to take place in 1982 on a soundstage in order for it to be photographed. So no, it's fake. It's real. Next photo. Wait, was, that, uh, was image... that from Poltergeist? That's what I was... Yeah. I thought it was. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Um, this image purports to show Catherine Howard, the fifth wife of Henry VIII, who was executed for adultery in 1542. She's said to haunt the horn room at the Hampton Court Palace. Well, I can Real you. or fake? You go ahead first, Dustin. Um, I don't know this movie, so I'm, I'm going to say it's real. Um, it's... Hey, oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> Sorry, sorry. Wait, are all these fake? (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and say that uh, you said this was the horn room, and yet all I see on the wall are antlers. Damn it. Um, So this is is fucking fake. Those aren't fake. Thank you. As you can see from the scale, this woman is way too small (laughs) for that banister. Mm, True, true. Um, Can you guys actually do, are you doing full screen? Yeah. Can you actually see the full photo? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I think I made you it. big. <clears throat> All right. Next photo. Whoa. <laughs> uh, two boys sit happily on their mother's laps, but a pretty terrifying unexpected guest has also dropped in, hanging disturbingly from the rafters. Real or fake? Yeah, I'm going to go first on this one. I'm going to say that's not a... Well... I'm going to say that's real. This is this looks pretty real mm. to me. What do you think, Dustin? Mm. Let me see here. 
boy. Uh, let's let's go with uh, I'm gonna go real too. It's fake. Oh, Jesus. All right, next photo. Uh, oh shit. Shit. Okay, in 1987, Mrs. Sayers was uh, visiting an airfield in England with her friend. She thought it'd be fun to take a photo of her sitting in the cockpit, and when it was developed, you see a ghostly image in the pilot seat. And he wasn't there when the photo was taken. Is this real or fake? Hmm, this is you. This is you, Dustin. You go ahead. Uh, boy, I'm bad at this, but I'm going to say this is fake, too. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. You are bad at this. I'm going to say this is fake. You're both right. It's fake. Mm. Are all these fake? <laughs> is this the joke? D- no Dustin? <laughs> this is no joking. Okay, man. I'm sorry. <clears throat> Everybody knows you're on serious. Horror Movie Talk Plus. Horror Movie Talk Plus is about bringing people real stuff all the Got time. You. All the words we say, we mean them all. Yeah, Always. Okay. If this was, if they were all fake, would you call us journalists? Journalists. I don't think so. Dustin. All right. So, um, only like can't. Let's see. So, if you see in this photo, uh, Ike Canton's friend was seen. Uh, was seen when this photo was taken. The mysterious man wearing a hat behind him wasn't. Oh, Canton look later looked more closely at the photo and decided the figure was in fact holding a knife with a point ending just above his collar. Look mm. at that guy back real there. Real or fake? That looks, I mean, so that looks like a real person um, back there behind him. Uh, I don't think it's a ghost, so I guess we're asking if it's a ghost. I'm going to say, I'm going to say fake because I think it's a person. Hmm. Hmm. Dustin, um, yeah. So with the one with the the staircase and the banister, she was super small. This guy's even smaller, mm. so I'm gonna go with fake as well. What did you say, David? I said fake. It's fake. Mm. Very good. All right, last I'm one. Pretty I think. Good at this. I'm pretty I th- good at this. I think we're. I think we're getting a little too good at this. So last one. This is the famous. Oh. The famous photo taken by Ed and Lorraine Warren, which claims to show the ghost of a nine-year-old John DeFeo, uh, who, along with his brother, two sisters, and parents, were killed by his older brother, Ronald, at the house in Amityville. Based on the, the Amityville horror was based off of this image and the story behind it. What say you, real or fake? Yeah, go ahead, Dustin. Um, straight to the point, fake. This looks like skin and so I'm also going to say fake. <laughs> well, shocking to hear, but it's fake. Uh, they're all fake. There's no such thing as ghosts, and there's no such thing as ghost photography. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what do you think so, about that? <laughs> come at me, bro. <laughs> Show me your ghost photos, and I'll tell you that they're fake. Um, so you yeah. don't believe in ghosts, Bryce? Not really. Not now. I, I think I've I've gone on the record of saying I want to believe, but 
Um, I think as the older I get, the more I realize the people that can see ghosts and do see ghosts and tell you all about it uh, veer more into the charlatan or, like, gullible route. I think the the one thing that, like, really made it um, jump the shark for me is I went on a ghost tour of Portland. <laughs> You've only been on one? I've only been on one. <laughs> wow. And it was like... Yeah, that'll because they, really they show you them. around some old buildings in Portland, and then they take you into the the Shanghai tunnels, uh, which apparently is like the most common thing in the world if you're in a town over fifty years old. Um, and like he had the full thing where he had like the divining rods, and then they had like a little kind of makeshift seance, and we we're all trying to communicate you know with these divining rods and then all of a sudden one of the women in the group started getting messages <laughs> or started having things happen to her um and i was like oh this is just for people that want attention they just take advantage it's the same thing with the ouija boards like oh well, what like you find them. out is that there's not actually ghosts there's just in every group of four people, there's going to be one person that wants attention and wants to control the perception of others. It's like, that's what it is. I think what you're forgetting is very simple, is believe all women. <laughs> <laughs> that was my mistake, is that I didn't believe women. <laughs> oh. Yeah, well. High five! You, Come on, bros. You live on. You live. You learn. You know. You know. It. It was kind of interesting. I was trying to. I was going to compile a different game, which is like, um, realizing there's actually a pretty good genre of horror movies that are just, uh, basically the horrors of toxic masculinity or the horrors of men in general. Mm. Like, there's not a lot of stories where the cause of the horror or the person actually infiltrating it is not a man. Like I, I thought of like it lies beneath um, and shutter. And a lot of stuff was like, Oh, this ghost is haunting you because this man did a horrible thing to, <laughs> to this person. Or it's like a, a guy gaslighting people or just straight up uh you know a monster murderer like jason or you know michael myers just hunting people down that's and, true uh, i was trying because that was like an interesting thing i should make it i was wanting to make a list of like horror movies that are surrounding men gaslighting people into thinking that they're a good guy mm. and actually they're the reason why the horror exists um Usually it's not the main character, but sometimes it is. Sometimes it's like, you know, in like Poltergeist, it's the developer. It's like, yeah, we're doing good things. Don't worry. We didn't build over an Indian burial ground. Hubris. Yeah. Anyways, interesting stuff. Mm. Thanks so much for you all listening. This episode was... Edited by Fart Simpson. Thanks to our new patrons, to our patrons that voted for us. Um, the, some of the new ones are Jissel R, Spooky Tooth, uh, Mitch B, and Caesar A. Um, please share the podcast with a friend. Um, 
help us out by going to horrormovietalk.com and clicking through and and uh, all the good stuff. If you want to call and leave us a voicemail, call 682-253-4468. Thank you so much, Dustin, for coming on. Do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, no, just the Instagram, dgobel, D-G-O-E-B-E-L-0-0, on Instagram.com. Check me out. All righty. Until next time. We'll see y'all. Bye. Bye. Have a good week. We love you. Bye. Good day, sir. Good day, sir. You lose. Wow, that didn't sound good.